Technically speaking. Welcome to our technically untechnical technology talk. A Nywick Atlantic production. Hello, I'm Chelsea, the Nywick Atlantic audiovisual specialist, social media manager, and a fierce competitor. I love playing games with friends and family, and I'm not shy about trying to win. And I'm Alex, part of the media engagement team, and I also enjoy playing games. Chelsea, what games do you like to play? Oh, we play Rummy, Scrabble, and then around Thanksgiving, we get together and we play two-hand touch football. That always makes for a good time. And yeah, I play to win. What about you? I do too. I also like playing Scrabble. And have you gotten into Wordle yet? No, not yet. Well, definitely check that out one day. I will. I will. And you know, Alex, it is said that competition is the root of progress. And that's why we try to encourage healthy competition within the workforce here at Nywick Atlantic. And one way was over this past summer when we had a command-wide mission innovation challenge where teams were tasked to collaborate with a military advisor on a fictional scenario that strengthened their real-world skills. That's right. And to talk about that, we've got Mike Johnson, Mike Sunberg, and Navy Senior Chief Alex Levitov all joining us today. They will explain their part in the challenge and how the unique military and civilian collaboration enhanced our workforce capabilities. So get comfy, turn up that volume, and let's get started. Hi, this is Mike Johnson. I am the Software Defined Radio Solutions IPT lead. My name is Mike Sunberg. I'm a CryptoLogic Carry-On Program product owner uh, with Nava Clamp. Hey, good morning. I'm Senior Chief Levitov. Uh, from Nywick Atlantic. I was their senior enlisted advisor, and I work in ES department for the APG as their team lead. Great. So you all had a part in the most recent command-wide mission innovation challenge. Senior Levitov, you are currently in the Navy and served as a military advisor to the winning team, which is Team Hotel, who Mike S., you were a member, and you are not only a part of our Nywick Atlantic civilian workforce, but you are also a veteran. And Mike J, you had a large part in organizing the entire challenge. Did I get that right? Is that how you all are involved? That is correct. That's correct. Great, great. Uh, So to start, Mike J, can you kind of briefly describe what the Mission Innovation Challenge is and like the process of it? Sure. So the Mission Innovation Challenge was a product of, oh gosh, at least a half a dozen brainstorming sessions amongst the uh, leadership of the communications and networks competency. You know, we really wanted to build a challenge that brought people together, even though this is a, a, a very predominantly civilian workforce that we have here at Nywick Atlantic. We really wanted to integrate our military members into the teams to, to bring that mission mindset and to improve the connectedness on their end as well. Mike J, where did the idea for a Mission Innovation Challenge originate, and what were the objectives that you were trying to achieve? So the idea originated out of several brainstorming sessions, and so after after lots of ideas and and back and forth amongst the amongst the leadership folks, uh, the Mission Innovation Challenge was born, and the objectives we were trying to hit, you know, were, were the really al- aligned well with the NAVWAR strategic vector, that improved connectedness, that reimagining of naval power, and the improved mission mindset. So Mike S., your team was announced the winner. Congrats, by the way. Thank you. How, yeah, how many other teams competed? And what was your team's idea? Like, how, how did you win? Uh, my best guess on how many other teams competed, I believe, was half a dozen. It was about five. 
Yeah, yep. if I remember correctly, five or six. Yep. And then um, our approach uh, was looking at this through as, as realistic of a lens as we possibly could, given our kind of disparate uh, degrees of experience and both in the NIWIC side of things, as well as, you know, general life experience. And in my case, I, my military experience is something I leveraged pretty heavily. We, we really did collaborate and met on a regular basis to identify the problems and uh, in some cases more than others, more have a pretty spirited debate on how best to meet the objective. Let's, let's paint this picture here a little bit. So NIWIC Atlantic has created this challenge to kind of encourage employees or our workforce to work together and solve some, is it hypothetical problems that you had to kind of put your minds together on? And like, were you given this type of military style mission that you had to solve a problem for? That That's kind of what I want to paint the picture here. The three of you, tell so- me what we're looking at here. <laughs> You, you're you're at ninety five percent correct there with with uh, the description. <laughs> the uh, the scenario was anything but hypothetical. I mean, the to to make a long story short, the scenario was uh, we have a friendly country adjacent to a hostile country where there are known hostile forces uh, within the friendly country, and in the mix there, we've got a non governmental organization. Uh, I believe it was 10 members of that organization who have gone missing and are at risk of compromise and potential uh, torture and damage and destruction uh, from the hostile forces. And our goal was to utilize uh, NIWIC capabilities as well as some others and get a little creative to find a way to get them out on a 96-hour timeline. Yeah, to to add on to what Mike said, uh, the, the mission was a fictional one but it was oriented around EABO principles, expeditionary advanced based operation principles. And so um, like, like Mike said, it's you, you, you brought your creativity, you brought your ingenuity, you brought your boldness and your feasibility um, it, you know, into this and you built a mission plan that um, met the objectives, met the feasibility and met the innovation objectives of the challenge. It, it was a it was a fictional vignette that there was there were elements of realism in it uh, that that produced what we thought was was very positive output. Mike asked, how did your team innovate? their solution? Like what, what was it? We took a multi-tiered approach. So we started with essentially what amounted to utilizing uh, human sources. So engaging with known uh, friendly assets in the country to find out if hypothetically person X knows if person Y is located in this location. We, We took that approach and then progressively became, like I said, more invasive into the battle space with, um, you know, starting with unmanned capabilities to include unmanned surface uh, equipment as well as uh, unmanned air systems. Okay, so you were kind of using some of the NIWIC capabilities that you included in your solution was, um, in the not-so-technical term, are like drones, which is great. Yeah, one of the key features of this challenge was that we really wanted the teams to get after integrating not just our program of record systems, but also the lower TRL systems that we that our S&T folks are building and, and evolving. And so we wanted... What is lower TRL? What is that? 
Lower TRL is technology readiness level. It's a spectrum of technology readiness from one to 10 that describes the evolution of, you know, from an idea uh, or a concept all the way to a, the implementation uh, into a into a warfighter product. Okay. So, so we, yeah, we wanted those, those lower TRL, those, those science and, and technology systems uh, that are still being developed in the labs, and we wanted folks to conceptually integrate them with our program of record systems, things that we're already using, our, our uh, senior Levitov is already using. Um, and so we wanted folks to integrate those in creative and innovative ways. And that was one of the elements of the rubric in the scoring. While I was active duty, I worked in the special operations community. And, and as such, we, we are kind of the, the test bed for a lot of the new, new hotness, as it's called. At one of these exercises, I remember very vividly, I'm, I'm in full body armor and a wetsuit with with all my all my teammates and there's this guy hopping on this boat with his polo shirt and he's got this kind of this and i guess it was an antenna and it it looked like something out of the the board game mousetrap and it was just held together with paper clips and bubble gum <laughs> and I, i'm looking back on it now it was a it was a cryo antenna but i i'll never forget it this guy turned around and said I, there's no way this is going to get wet right like are, oh, are, no. are you serious but but to to speak to uh mike jay's you know, point on the lower TRL and stuff, you know, the, the good ideas turn into what ultimately becomes, you know, battle-proof, bulletproof, waterproof, and stress-proof. So this mission innovation challenge was something I was really excited to take part in and kind of see the other end of that. You could see the other end from the civilian side? Yeah. I, I, in my case, I, I, I think it's, it's very valid experience on either side where, you know, the, the big brains that I don't have I, I can counteract that, not necessarily counteract, but collaborate in a meaningful way with that from taking, looking at it from a perspective of, hey, is this something that's actually going to work? Because as Mike mentioned, we're not just graded for innovation, it's also feasibility. Can you all describe your experiences working together from the two different perspectives, uh, combined active duty and civilian? How was that? And um, what was the value in that? We'll start with um, Senior Levitov. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Uh, I'm an aviation background sailor to begin with. So IT and technological stuff is kind of outside of our wheelhouse because we fix airplanes and we get them to where we need to go. So, you know, looking at the big picture, it's my thoughts are what can I bring to the team? And I think um, one of the big things that I ended up helping Mike especially with was just some leadership tactics. How do you get a group of people that are busy, that have life going on and all these other things to focus and turn in their portions so Mike can wrap this up and put it together as a whole package. We collaborated quite a bit of how do you motivate people to, to turn in their portion and how do you get that on onto the paper and stuff like that. Um, as far as technical ex expertise, I don't think I provided uh, my guess with much of that other than just tactics on how to lead a big group and, and point him in the direction that he was over what he wanted to see as his vision. Well, that's interesting. That's a new layer of value that you've brought up. So not only were you learning, you know, uh, when it comes to military and civilian collaboration on technology and uh, problem solving, but also on leadership styles. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, in the Navy, we're in charge of a lot of things that may be in our scope or outside of our scope. But at the end of the day, uh, we're responsible to to find a way to accomplish the task. And, um, you know, you take the best 
out of each person and, and utilize that. I can second Senior's statement in that I had the vantage across all the teams as, as one of the organizers of, of this. And what distinguished Team Hotel with Senior and, and Mike here, I could tell was a that they, they knew their marching orders. They each had their tasks. Um, they all contributed, collaborated well. It was a really or, a, a, a high-energy, organic team. I'm sure during this challenge, it might have been Team Hotel, it might have been other teams, but if there's both civilian and military working together to solve a military problem, there were probably differences in opinion. How did you overcome possible different perspectives and opinions on how to solve a problem? So from the military side, uh, I didn't look at it as a problem. I always look at what the, what the solution is. And again, I don't have the techno expertise to to provide to them as a direction or which way we should go. Um, I think, again, the job for the military side or for mine was to provide that leadership aspect of how to deconflict, how to keep people on target, set set goals every couple of days, every week, and to maintain those goals. Um, so, I and, and I think Mike S. did a really good job of communicating to everybody what he wanted, when he wanted it. and uh, you know, they met regularly and that that was another big portion of their success when they can communicate and, you know, that feedback of this is what I'm looking for. I need more of this, less of that. And I think that is what set uh, our team apart from others is just that leadership piece and the collaboration on such a high scale or so frequently. I 100% agree with my military background and and kind of with a foot in the civilian side of things. I I I'm a big believer in, you know, productive conflict is how you make brilliance. And I think what we really kind of shined is we took meaningful steps to identify our individual strengths. I love what you said, that productive conflict leads to brilliance. Thank Actually, you. That's a, that was perfect. So it was great hearing about all of these unique challenges and this type of competitive drive we have within this command to kind of produce all these benefits. Is there anything else any of you would like to share? This was a very high-performing team, and there were other other examples of high-performing teams, but there were also examples of of uh, a few teams that that organic leadership didn't manifest, and and so the results were less than stellar. And to that, I'll I'll add that the kind of latent effect of this whole thing is that we all learn a little bit more about mission planning, but but the cohesion between military and civilian, and and emphasizing kind of the 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 military and operational empathy within the command. And it's, I think it's important to under, underscore that, yes, this is a command. Our customer is the military. When I was active duty and, and you know, pulling long hours and living in not great living conditions overseas and stuff, I took some solace in the knowledge that there's some big brains somewhere that are, you know, working in cubicles that are trying to make me more lethal and my teammates more lethal and improve our survivability using some sort of innovative means. And I believe that from the civilian side, it, it, we need to reinforce that, that you are part of a cog in this massive wheel that is furthering the effort, whether we're still in the GWAT or not, there are still military operations going on. Absolutely. Well, thank you all for sharing your insights and for coming on the podcast with us. And we're looking forward to the next challenge. Thank you. Yeah, thank for you sure. for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity of working a little bit more with NYWIC and seeing a, a more technical view. I really appreciate that opportunity. 
Alex, when I heard about this challenge, I knew our workforce would learn from each other as far as developing better technology. But what I didn't expect is the collaboration and advice sharing when it came to leadership. I agree. And I think there was something to be said about having veterans on the team. They seem to help bridge the gap between military and civilian mindsets. Exactly, and that's why NYWIC Atlantic is so supportive and focused on hiring veterans within the workforce. I'm a veteran myself. I served a combined eight years in the Air Force, active duty in the reserves. And our sound tech, Joe Bullinger, who is behind the scenes of this podcast, is also a veteran. Say hi, Joe. Hi, 22 years Navy. You two are part of many. The NYWIC Atlantic workforce is made up of nearly 2,000 veterans, and that's about 41% of the team here. Wow, I didn't realize it was 41%. That's a lot. That is, and thank you all for your service. Well, thanks for the support. And with that, it is time to wrap up this episode. As always, for the latest news and events at NYWIC Atlantic, check out our social medias under NAVWAR or our NYWIC Atlantic website. Links are in the description. We appreciate you for listening, and tune in next time. If you have a tip or story that you think should be included in this podcast, please contact us at our public affairs email address, which is listed in the description. Naval Information Warfare Center Atlantic, also known as NIWIC, is the East Coast branch of the Naval Information Warfare Systems Command within the Department of the Navy. We develop a range of technologies that provide state-of-the-art capabilities to the United States military.